Okay, uh, Mike, I woke up this morning, as you can tell, <laughs> because I'm speaking to you. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I am going to cover a word in a huge depth today, the avulsion, okay? Yes. Um, and it will, this recording will be under the words file for uh, future reference. Here's the thing. The avulsion is everything. It is everything. It's the separation of church and state. It's, it's the mind-body split. It's the duality. It's the diversity of citizenship. It's everything. It's everything. The separation of heaven from earth, it is everything, the avulsion. If we do not comprehend the, comprehend the concept of avulsion, we're never going to understand what it is we're doing. We won't understand it. So we've got to understand the concept of an avulsion. And then from there, I'm going, to, I'm going to start, and I'm going to prove everything, as crazy as it sounds, I'm going to prove it. So go to avulsion in your black fifth. Let's see. Where is that? And I'm going to go really slow because this stuff is going to be very conceptual. And it's going to be mind-blowing. Ready? Yes. Okay. A sudden and perceptible loss or addition to land by the action of water or a sudden change in the bed or course of a stream. First of all, I'm going to throw this out there. Is consciousness considered a stream? It is. A stream of consciousness, right? Where your mind is at? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there just so I don't have to talk about it again. A sudden and perceptible loss. A sudden. Immediate. Change your mind. Stream of consciousness. A sudden change of mind. I don't think so. Sudden. Is, is the birth process itself considered an emergency? Yes, it is. Yeah, so emergencies, just by their very nature, are sudden, aren't they? Yes. Even if you had basically nine months to plan for it, the, re- the reality is the nature of that event is sudden. At any moment, I mean, all of a sudden, somebody might dilate and then, uh, hey, water broke. Here it is. That's sudden no matter how you look at it, isn't it? Yes. Unless there's a planned C-section, right? That's true. That's an odd thought, but, I mean, if I, if I say, uh, my wife and I are planning on having a child, and we, uh, we're, she's going in for a C-section on uh, September 19, 1960. Oh, okay. Is that sudden? No. Not really. But, but, but all birthing processes are considered emergencies. So by definition, the emergency itself would, would, would relegate it to the term sudden. So again, back to avulsion. A sudden and perceptible. You can see it. It's perceivable, isn't it? You can see the, the change, the loss, or the addition. You can see it. When in the womb, Mike, 
The baby is surrounded by a membrane, correct? Yes. We're going to call that outside surface the chorion. But the, the baby is actually inside of that, that ball, is it not? Yes, it is. As one unit. If any part of that ball is separated from itself, would that be a loss? Yes, it would be. If there was anything that was attached to that ball when it came out of mother, would that be an addition? If anything was attached to it? If there was something attached to that ball coming out of mom, would that be an addition? Oh, yes, it would be. Yes. Isn't the ball in and of itself complete? Yes. So anything added to that complete unit would be an addition? Yes, that's true. Okay. We've established that the baby's property that at this point is called the conceptus, isn't it? Yes. That's the outer membrane the, and, and the inner material. All of it. Correct? Yes. Okay. A sudden and perceptible loss or addition to land by the action of water or a sudden change in the bed or course of a stream. If I, when baby comes out, picture this, Mike, baby comes out, doesn't he? Yes. Attached to a cord with the remaining material at that moment still inside of mother's womb, correct? Yes. All right. If at some moment they clamp that cord and they cut that cord and the remaining material away from baby, is that a sudden loss? It is. Okay, it's, it's pretty clear that it's a loss, isn't it? Yes. It's certainly a separation from, from a baby from his property, correct? Yes. Okay, this is pretty simple, isn't it? Yes, it is. The concept of the avulsion itself, they're talking about a loss or addition. So by cutting that cord and, and separating baby from babe, the rest of baby's property, that's a loss to the baby, isn't it? Yes, it is. When the, the remaining material known as the afterbirth then comes out of mother, it's considered the afterbirth in its entirety, isn't it? Yes. Does the placenta itself have more than one owner? No. Is there something attached to the baby's material? Yes, there is. What is it called? Extra embryonic. No, 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 it is not, Mike. Come on, think hard. I already said baby's material. What is right. attached to baby's material? Maternal afterbirth. The maternal afterbirth. That's, it. That's attached, isn't it? Yes. But the baby's property's already been separated from baby, hasn't it? Yes, it has. So it's a loss to baby, isn't it? Yes. Is it a gain to the maternal afterbirth? Yes, it is. 
So whoever's claiming the property of the, the, the matrix or the mother generic has now gained whatever was lost by baby, haven't they? Yes, they have. So it's an evulsion, and from both perspectives, from the baby's perspective, it's a loss. To the matrix perspective, it's a gain. Got it. Got it? Yes. <laughs> Either way, it's an evulsion, isn't it? It is. <laughs> this is, is going to go nutty really quick, dude, so hang in there. <laughs> It says, by the way, you're, you're, you, get, you get all these calls, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> look, look what happens here. It says, the removal of a considerable quantity of soil from the land of one man. Would you say that all of that material that was cut away or taken away from the baby is a considerable amount? Yes, I would. Not only that, it's the original, isn't it? Yes, that's true. And the word considerable also is part of the word consideration, isn't it? Yes. To consider. So you should, someone should be considering that property, shouldn't they? Yes. Okay. And again, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Don't ever lose sight of that. It says, the removal of a considerable quantity of soil from the land of one man and its deposit upon or annexation to the land of another, suddenly and by the perceptible action of water, is, don't they even talk about mother's water breaking? Yes, they do. They even use the word water, don't they? Yes. All right. I'm just trying to, even though this is biological and we're talking about a definition out of a legal book or law book, they're still using the same terms. Deposit upon. If that material no longer connected to baby because it was cut off or separated, if it falls to the ground of the hospital, Haslam versus Lockwood, right? Yes. It has been added to the property of the hospital, hasn't it? Yes, it has. If, if the hospital is located in the city of Rockford, that material has been added to the city of Rockford, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Via Haslam versus Lockwood, right? Yes. If the city of Rockford is sitting in Winnebago Township, that material has been added to the, sit, or to the township of Winnebago, hasn't it? Yes. If the township of Winnebago is sitting within the boundaries of Winnebago County, also known as a parish, county and parish are the same, aren't they, Mike? Yes, they are. If that material falls within the county, i.e. parish, it's been added to the parish, hasn't it? Yes. If that county slash parish is within the state or Illinois state, Within the boundaries of Illinois, that material's been added to Illinois' claim, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Illinois is laying within the United States of America, then the United States of America has a claim upon that fallen property, hasn't it? Yes, it does. Do you see all the potential claimants in here? 
Wow. Yeah. If the material is allowed to remain presumably abandoned, then any one of those um, entities, persons, could make a claim, couldn't they? Yes. That's not even all. Is the United States of America occupying the geography of America? Yes, it is. So America can make a claim too, can't it? Wow. Oh, yeah. And, yes, and, and isn't, isn't the Americas called uh, uh, North, Central, and South? Yes, it is. And doesn't those Americas fall under the doctrine of discovery? Yes, it does. For Rome? Yes. Is it making sense that the avulsion is important to negate? Very much sense. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say no further questions. <laughs> Your witness. Here we go. We're not done yet. We're still, I'm going to stay in this book until I, I'm not. I'm going to keep coming back to the book. But look at this. Next, next paragraph. Where running streams are the boundaries between states, the same rule applies as between private proprietors, and if the stream from any cause, natural or artificial, is a piece of paper natural or artificial? It's artificial. It's certainly artificial. It's, 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 it's arbitrary, isn't it? A piece of paper identifying the boundaries of something is arbitrary. I said so. Why? Is this my land? Yes, it is. I marked it off with four rocks at four corners. It's my land. I marked it off. I say so. That's arbitrary, isn't it? Yes, it is. In God's world, that doesn't even make sense, does it? No. No. <laughs> A piece of paper that represents that ground is even worse, isn't it? It is. Okay. And if the stream from any cause, natural or artificial, suddenly leaves its old bed and forms a new one, by the process known as evulsion, the resulting change of channel works no change of boundary. Works no change of boundary. So, baby inside the womb is contained by that chorion in one ball, isn't it, Mike? Yes. If some of that matter gets cut away, gets cut away and falls to the floor of the hospital, does it change the boundary or the claim or the property rights of the baby over that property? It does not. No, because the limits, the, the entirety, that entire DNA, all of that conceptus material belongs to the baby, regardless of where it is believed to have been found, correct? That's true. If they find that material, that baby's property in Rome, is it still the property of baby? It is. It doesn't matter how far they carry it away, it's baby's property, isn't it? It still is. It doesn't matter whether there's a separation of time or space, does it? No. Okay. <clears throat> Works no change of boundary, which remains in the middle of the old channel, though no water may be flowing in it, and irrespective of subsequent changes in the new channel. In other words, 
it's always baby's property unless they have established an intent to abandon, haven't they? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Go to your um, email and click on. Wait a minute. Before we do this, let's. Let, I'm gonna. You got a piece of paper? Yes. I want you to take out an eight and a half, eleven uh, size sheet of paper, and I want you to 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 turn it horizontally, not so it's upright, but so it's sideways. Okay. I want you to draw a, another six-inch line, let's say, a horizontal line, right in the middle of that page. Yes. And now I want you to put about a two-inch vertical line right in the middle of that line. Got it. Above that vertical line, write birth certificate. And then below that line, um, write history, H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, history. Okay. All right. So you're looking at your drawing right there, correct? Yes. You have a, that line, that, that horizontal line, put an arrow at the, at the right end of that pointing to the right. That's your okay. timeline. That's your life, okay? Okay. Now, here's what's interesting. There's only one line there, isn't there? Yes. But I divided that line with a birth certificate, didn't I? Yes. And, then, and, and, and that certificate has a date on it. In my case, September 19th, 1960. Why don't you do that? Why don't you put your birthday uh, based upon the birth record? Put, by the way, you could put the word record above birth certificate, okay? Okay. So now it says record, then it says birth certificate, then there's the line, and then below that it says history, doesn't it? Yes. So because there's a date on that record, that's the beginning of history, isn't it? Yes. There, here's my point. Below history, put um, delivery. Okay. That's when you came out of mother's womb, isn't it? Yes. So now you got, read to me from top to bottom what it says right over that vertical line. 10-21-1953, record, birth certificate, and below that, history and delivery. Okay. That's the moment you came out of mother's womb, and they documented that with, 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 with an arbitrary piece of paper, didn't they? Yes, they did. On the left side, where the line begins, just put a, 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 attach a circle to it, like, a, like just a round circle, have it attached at the very end of that line. Got it. And above that, put zygote. Okay. Now, 
I, I, I don't know why I can't remember. Did I cover, have I already covered the concept here on a recording about, yeah, I did last week, birth, right? Yes, uh, a similar diagram with a line up above this one for the, uh, for the birth certificate. And the longest line would be the zygote to... Okay, okay, okay. Don't, 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 don't mix up the, the, the calls here. Okay. So the zygote reference actually evidences your, uh, your beginning, right? Yes, it does. The best word for that zygote is genesis. Okay. So underneath the, the ball, put genesis. Yeah. Now here's the thing is when I, I think I did this call last week with Linda, and that beginning, that genesis, that word, the, the word birth itself, it relates specifically, scientifically, medically, to your true beginning. Okay? Yes. The word birth as a synonym means your, your biological beginning. Got it? Yes. <clears throat> From your zygote on your drawing to the vertical line in the middle of that line, does it fall within history? Yes, it does. Does it fall within history if history begins with the birth records? Oh, no. Where, do, where, where does history begin on your timeline? Oh, halfway through. It, so, begins, it begins with the record. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, where did zygote up to delivery, where did that time go? It's not recorded. It's not recorded at all. It's prehistoric, isn't it? Yes. So write the word prehistoric over that gap or that beginning to that vertical line. That's prehistory. That's prehistoric, isn't it? It is. I've got I to keep my train of thought here because this is important. So there's no historical record between zygote and delivery, is there? No, there isn't. Did you exist substantially? Is there substance between zygote and record? Yes. The act of creation is a godly act, isn't it? It is. Zygote is an act of God, isn't it? Yes. All right, so your true creation is at that zygote, isn't it? Yes. You were not created, and that is, so what I'm trying to get at here, Mike, is that that record does not identify your true birth, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's arbitrary, and, and worse than that, it's medical malpractice. If a doctor signed that document, it is medical malpractice. That's the one thing the whole world should know, is that not only is that document not evidence your true birth, it evidences something that is provable, and it's prima facie evidence as medical malpractice. It can destroy all of the court cases in the entire world by knowing your true origin or the word birth means 
Genesis. It does not mean you begin with a piece of paper signed by a doctor. Now, this is important. Go to the first link there in your mail. Your mail. Okay. It says zygote. Yes, I'm there. I'm going to close out all these things so I don't have to worry about this. Zygote. Are you, so you're at the Wikipedia zygote, aren't you? Yes. This is beautiful. Scroll down to where it says, oh, wait a minute, humans. Okay. Ready? Yes. Middle paragraph, it says, between the stages of fertilization and implantation, doesn't it? Yes. What does the last line of that paragraph say? Others have pointed out it, that... No, the last line of that paragraph, what does it say? In the U.S. Oh, in the U.S., National Institutes of Health has determined that the traditional classification of pre-implantation embryo is still correct. The pre-implantation, look at your drawing. Pre-implantation embryo is correct in the United States. In other words, the National Institutes of Health, health, the most important word you should ever know, the National Institutes of Health in the United States has determined that traditionally the pre-implantation embryo is the correct way to look at things. Where does that pre-implantation embryo exist on your timeline? At the very beginning. And before it attaches to the wall of the uterus, correct? Yes. Is that not just the product of mom and dad? Yes, it is. There's no attachment yet, is there? No. There's no attachment to the matrix yet, is there? No. The United States recognizes God. The United States recognizes the creation of God only, Mike. It does not recognize the artificial creation of the record. God is the answer here. Did God create the record? No. No. What did God create in your drawing? Created the zygote. It's the zygote itself. It is... Man comes from the zygote, doesn't he? Yes, he does. So God, the beginning, your origin, the very genesis of you is the zygote. United States recognizes God and God's product. It does not recognize those folks, those persons generated by that piece of paper. The word is traditional. It says there, has determined that the traditional class, classification of pre-implantation is correct. You see that? Yes. Okay. Go back to your uh, email. Here we go. <clears throat> the birth record in your case, what is the date on that record? 
1953. Was the zygote created on that date? It was not. It was created about 266 days earlier, correct? Yes, that's true. Okay, here's, here's the problem with that. If your act, the true act of creation, the act of God, occurred roughly 266 days earlier, have they updated God's creation? Have they updated? Updated. Does, does that birth date reflect the true origin, or is it updated? It's updated. updated into the future. Did they update it into the future? Yes, they did. By 266 days anyway, correct? Yes. Can you, you, better, you better understand this. If your origin is 206 days earlier, but then they put that record, uh, they, they create a record that says this is your birth. Is that an update to your tr- the truth of your birth? It is. It's an update. This is important. If your actual creation was 206 days earlier, 266 days earlier, and they give you a record that's 266 days into the future, if you're standing at the zygote, is the record in the present or is it in the future? It's in the future. By about 266 days, correct? Yes. So it's an update, isn't it? Yes, it's it is. It's dated upwards. It's dated forwards in time, isn't it? Yes. If I update something right now, and it, and it used to say this, and I update it to today's date, I've taken it from the past and I put it into the present, which is the future to the past, isn't it? Yes. The, fu- the present is the future to the past, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right. The reason this is important is because when you see the, what, what the definition of update takes you to, click on that link that says update. Okay. I'm there. Okay. To bring up to date. You see that? Yes. The act or instance of updating current information for updating something, an up-to-date version, account, or report. Look at synonyms down there. Contemporize, modernize, or streamline. If you go back to Zygote, it says, the United States, in the United States, the National Institutes of Health has determined that the traditional classification is correct. Traditional, okay? Yes. Update says modernize. You see that word there? Yes. Click on that. Hold on, I gotta get back there. You're just at update and all you gotta do is click on modernize. All right, I'm on update. Now go click on, go down to synonyms and click on modernize. Okay, I'm there. <clears throat> to make modern, as in taste, style, or usage. To adopt modern ways. Do you see that? Yes. 
Click on the word modern. Of, relating to, or characteristic of the present or the immediate past. Of or relating to or characteristic of a period extending from a relevant remote past to the present time. Involving recent techniques, methods, or ideas. Capitalized. Of, relating to, or having the characteristics of the present or most recent period of development of a language. Of or relating to modernism, modernist. And down there it announced as a person of modern times or views, an adherent of modernism, modernist. Is modern the same as traditional? No. It's the opposite, isn't it? I think so. It the is. birth certificated person is modern man, isn't it? Yes. As opposed to the traditional godly man, it's a modern man, isn't it? Oh, wow, yes. <clears throat> The reason this is important is because there's a gap between reality and modern man. Modern is, look at it says, a person of modern times or views. If I take on the certificated person, I'm a modern man, right? You are. Modern man begins with that history, that historical record, doesn't it? Yes. Are we leaving behind our tradition when we take on the modern? Yes, we are. Well, but doesn't it just say here that, that in the United States, the National Institutes of Health has determined that traditional is correct? Yes, that's true. So the United States does not allow this modern man in, does it? No, it doesn't. Not like he is. 22 U.S.C. 288B says, that when an owner arrives with his baggage in effect, who's the owner? The baby coming out of the womb, right? Yes. And when he arrives with his bags in effect, doesn't his baggage in effects represent tradition? Yes, it most certainly does. Isn't it funny how the word customs and, 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 and traditions and things like that are, are old-fashioned, aren't they? Yes. God is old-fashioned, isn't he? He's very old-fashioned. Right. And there's no time prior to that history, that historical record, is there? No. So the only way we can get home is by tradition. We can't find our modern man is the New Testament man. Modern man is not attached to God. There's a space that's forgotten. God is forgotten in modern man. If you take on the, the birth certificated person, the modern person, you have forgotten God, or you have forgotten where you come from. I'm going to tell you right now, thank you, Frank, for this. You're probably not on the call right now, but the traditional, from zygote to, to, to delivery, Mike, is the missing link. It's the Darwinian mi missing link, isn't it? Oh, wow. The link yeah. between modern man and God oh, yeah. God. is the baggage and effects, isn't it? Holy smokes, man. Wow. Wow. 
And, and the United States won't allow you in without God. Why? Because the Declaration of Independence is clear. It says, laws of nature and nature's God. So that arbitrary piece of paper is not part of the laws of nature and nature's God, is it? Certainly not. So when modern, modern defective man shows up without God, they say, I'm sorry, but we can't let you in. <laughs> I think it's funny. Can you see any greater divide, any greater separation? Modern man is completely separated from the zygote, isn't it? Completely. In fact, the zygote or God himself is, is forgotten. The act of creation is actually forgotten, isn't it? There, so anybody claiming the birth record is actually claiming an act or a creation contrary to the laws of nature and nature's God, aren't they? Yes, they are. All right, go back to the, go back. So, to update, to update the truth is, is, is actually a formal lie, isn't it? A formal lie. Yes, it is. Again, remember Pinocchio, the wooden puppet, Wood, paper, right? Wooden paper are the same thing? Yes. The paper puppet, the wooden puppet. The, I mean, he, he wanted to become a biological or real boy, and the only way he could do that was to stop lying. We only had one beginning, Mike, and it's the zygote. The zygote, upon its first subdivision, became known as the conceptus. It became, so in other words, now there's an outside and inside, or an extra-embryonic and intra-embryonic. It doesn't matter. The point is, is it all came from one source, which is the zygote, which is your true genesis. You are not, you were not created as a modern man. That is an artifice or artificial, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, this is really good. Good stuff, okay, man. Okay, click on, with the, go, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just said good stuff, real good stuff. Very good. This is all avulsion, isn't it? It is. There's an avulsion, the avulsion or the space between modern man and God. That's the avulsion, isn't it? Yes. I don't care how you look at this. Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. It's the separation between God and man, isn't it? Yes. All right. I always think it's funny because everything on the left side of your vertical line there is prehistoric or Darwinian, isn't it? Yes. That's Darwin on the left side of that, that vertical line, isn't it? It is. And the vertical line itself is intelligent design, isn't it? It is. They created a character that they own, an ideal character called Jesus. That intelligent design is the New Testament, the new world man, new World man. But he forgot God, didn't he? Yep. All right. This is amazing. The, in 1939, they combined all law into one system. And the court case that established that was Erie Railroad versus Tompkins. Okay? Yes. Click on that link right there. I got it. 
Erie Railroad, Erie, Erie, hello, Kurt. Erie Railroad <laughs> uh, Company versus Tompkins. A landmark decision. Landmark. Let's go to the word landmark real quick in blacks. Landmark. Tell me when you get there. We've got it. 791. Read that for me, please. Landmark, a feature of the land, monument, marker, or other erection set up on the boundary line of two adjoining states to fix such boundaries. The removing of a landmark is a wrong for which an action lies, building or site having historical significance. Okay, look at this. You got that little line, that, that horizontal line with that vertical line, don't you? Yes. It says, set up on the boundary line of two adjoining estates. Is the Garden of Eden its own estate? Yes, it is. Is the mother's womb the Garden of Eden? Yes, it is. When you come out of the Garden of Eden, did they not mark that event with a piece of paper? Yes, they did. So there's a boundary marker known as a birth record between those two worlds, correct? Yes. That's the record, isn't it? Yes. It's a landmark, isn't it? It is. It's when you came out of the garden and landed here. Look what it says there. On the boundary line of two adjoining estates. Heaven and earth, right? Yes. If you stay, if you remain um what's the word I'm looking for here? If you believe in God, if you actually adhere to God's law. Can you adhere to God's law if you only use the birth record? No. No, why not? Because God isn't present in that timeline, in that story. Modern man doesn't have God available, does he? He does not. No, because he separated himself by forgetting God. Modern man lives in the historical framework, doesn't he? Yes. It says, a feature of the land, a monument, marker, or other erection set up on the boundary line of two adjoining estates to fix such boundary, to fix such boundary. That birth record is a landmark. They even call Erie Railroad versus Tompkins a landmark case. All subsequent cases since 1939 has been tried the same way. This is important. When did the birth records come out, Mike? 1933. 1933. Okay, look what it says here. A landmark decision by the Supreme Court of the United States in which the court held that federal courts did not have 
the judicial power to create general federal common law when hearing state law claims under diversity jurisdiction. In reaching this holding, the court overturned almost a century of federal civil procedure case law and established, here it is, and established, I want, are you following me? Yes. I want you to read this, and establish the foundation. Read what comes after that. Of what remains the modern law of diversity jurisdiction as it applies to the United States federal courts. Do you see the word modern in there? Yes, I do. So modern is automatically not traditional, is it? That's true. So they got what's called diversity of citizenship out of those two positions. You have the traditional and you have the modern. There's your, there's your diversity. Two different citizenships, isn't there? Oh, it sure is. So if you claim the birth record, that's one form of citizenship, isn't it? Yes. That's modern, isn't it? It is. And the original jurisdiction of God's law, which is traditional and goes all the way back to the zygote, right? Yes. There's your diversity of citizenship right there. Can a man be in two places at once? No. Can he be in two different time zones or time frames at once? No. Not in reality, no. So from zygote to this present moment is only one timeline, isn't it? Yes, it is. From that beginning to this moment is only one line, isn't it? Yes. Doesn't the birth certificate evidence, even though it's, I don't, the, the word birth is erroneous because you didn't really get created in that moment, did you? No. Something got created, another, another lineage, another line, a different line, a modern line, right? Yes. So when you choose the birth record as your birth date, you're, you're now sidestepping or being sidetracked or you're jumping ship on, onto a new, a new form, aren't you? You are. Do you have access to God when you jump over to that line of thought? No. No. So they got to treat you differently, don't they? Most certainly. In 1933, when FDR says today is the day of national consecration. He created a holy place, didn't he? Holy ground. Yes. That correlates with modern man, doesn't it? It sure does. In fact, it's evidenced by the paper that was established in 1933, the birth certificate. So everybody claiming that beginning is now subject to that jurisdiction, aren't they? They are. All right. And Erie Tompkins, Erie Railroad versus Tompkins actually says, establish the foundation of what remains the modern law of diversity jurisdiction as it applies to the United States federal court. Okay? Yes. Get out of that. And so my little note there, my little note there Right under that hyperlink says modern and diversity of citizenship, doesn't it? Yes. Here's 
<clears throat> Click on Brown v. Maryland. Got it. I use this case in my letter to the uh, Department of Homeland Security, by the way. In fact, this, this is what I, I, this is the case I quoted. <clears throat> in fact, I'll read you that paragraph real quick so you understand the, um, my mindset, okay? Okay. This is, the, this is what I wrote that connects my claim to Brown v. Maryland, and I'll tell you why. It says, one writes this letter to you today, Madam Secretary, in order that you investigate and enforce by way of such components the arrival of one's original genetic entirety upon the continental United States. To the scientifically challenged, elements of one's pre-implantation conceptus are a vault beyond mind and memory, publicly exposing one to erroneous or feigned discoveries as to extraordinary fees, relics, keys, waste, salvage, interment, prescription, quarantine, corruption of blood, etc., contrary to Brown v. Maryland, where the United States Supreme Court ruled that imported goods in their original package are under federal jurisdiction and thus not subject to state regulation. That's how I wrote that. Wow. Now, remember that I'm leaning on pre-implantation conceptus, and I also said the arrival of one's original genetic entirety. That's all of my property, isn't it? Yes, it is. It was all in mother's womb at one time, wasn't it? Yes. And mother or the mother ship carried all of my property as a carrier into the continental United States, didn't she? Yes. So my property was all together at one moment in time before they cut that cord, wasn't it? It was. That's 22 U.S.C. 288B, isn't it? It is. Then they created the avulsion. And, and they evidenced that separation of baby from his baggage and effects, or owner from his baggage and effects, didn't they? Yes. And then they, then they said, okay, baby's out here running around, but the baggage and effects stayed behind, and then they created a landmark where the baggage and effects are to be found. Hassel versus Lockwood, right? Yes. There you go. You're going to have to make, I mean, this is very clear when you understand that the falling or fallen nature of the, of the baggage and effects. Remember, did, is the baggage and effects evidence of God? Here, be careful here, Mike. Is the baggage and effects evidence of God or is baby evidence of God? Baggage and effects. Which one came first? Baggage. Right. So the original material... Yes. The baggage and effects evidence is God, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So the baby separated from God is the fallen, isn't he? Uh, yes. Ba so the baby's the fallen one, isn't he? The fallen angel. Yes. By being separated from God, baby is the fallen angel, isn't he? Uh, yes. 
Is that amazing? It is amazing, man. Once they cut the cord, baby's separated from God, isn't he? He is. Baby's separated from his creator, isn't he? Yes. So baby is the fallen. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I could be wrong. I mean, I'm more than happy to, to hear anybody out. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you right now that this world, is that all of the babies who are now adults, we're experiencing certainly hell on earth, aren't we? Most certainly. And it's because we've given up God. We've let go of, of our knowledge of God, of our belief in God. So Brown v. Maryland, let me read that. It says, Brown, it says, was a significant United States Supreme Court case which interpreted the import, export, and commerce clauses of the U.S. Constitution to prohibit discriminatory taxation by states against imported items after importation, after importation, rather than only at the time of importation. Did mom carry me into Illinois she did basically from heaven right yes she imported me didn't she yes didn't she import me whole w-h-o-l-e she did she didn't import me all broken up did she no wasn't the conceptus isn't it a product of the zygote it is so I actually came into the United States as one original package, didn't I? Yes. Before they cut it. True. They broke it apart. They, they're, they're the ones that, that disturbed that package, didn't they? Yes. All right. It goes on to say, the state of Maryland, by the way, I think that's significant. The state of Maryland passed a law requiring importers of foreign goods to obtain a license for selling their products. Brown was charged under this law and appealed. It was the first case in which the United States Supreme Court construed the import-export clause. Chief Justice John Marshall delivered the opinion of the court ruling that Maryland's statute by the way, I'm, pr I'm pronouncing Maryland like that for a reason, violated the Import, Export, and Commerce Clause, and the federal law was supreme. The federal law was supreme. He alleged that the power of the state to tax goods, what's another word for goods? Unborn of animals. Unborn of animals did not apply if they remained in their original package. Was I, in my, was I in my original package when I came in? You were. It says a license tax. Isn't that interesting that now they're calling it a license? Yeah. A license tax on the importer was essentially the same as a tax on the import itself. Despite arguing the case for Maryland, Future Chief Justice Roger Taney admitted that the case was correctly decided. So, you can see why. Once the package is broken open, that's where this licensing agreement comes in. Licensing agreement. Um, 
Let me see if there if I can do something else here. I'm going to see if the word is right here. Uh, just hang in there a second. Yeah, okay. I think it's going to be under this word. Um Do you remember the word, Mike, where that the presumed abandoned property becomes property of the state? Do you remember? Is it the word abandoned? Well, I, I don't remember the word right off the top of my head. That's what I'm, I, I thought maybe it was under waste or, oh, well, I, I know what it is. I think it's REC, W-R-E-C-H, or E-C-K, REC. Let me see if it's under REC. There it is. Oh, there it is. Okay. So the vessel that we're in, Mike, the mothership itself, obviously the mothership that we arrive in, that is mother, isn't it? Yes. And if that mother vessel appears to be a wreck, does the maternal afterbirth when, when they see that material, is that the entire ship? Is the maternal no. afterbirth all of, all of mother, or is it just part of mother? Just part. Right, so when they find the maternal afterbirth, which is evidence of the vessel itself that we came in on, yep. when they only find a part of the vessel, they can only presume the rest of the vessel is wrecked, correct? Oh, yes, yes. So that's the, the maternal afterbirth evidences a wreck, doesn't it? It does. And if our, if our material is adhering to that in the placenta, because the placenta is made up of both extraembryonic fetal tissue and maternal afterbirth, isn't it? Yes. That could be construed to, to be a wreck, couldn't it? Yes. Okay, and then, of course, the extraembryonic would be considered cargo, correct? Right. All right. When I go, go to the word wreck, 1441 in Black's Law. Got it. See it? You there? Yes, I'm there. Uh, okay, to destroy, disable, or seriously damage. Do you realize the word destroy or destruction is, is ruin? Uh, disable. I mean, disabled persons, right? Or seriously damaged. It says, to reduce to a wreck or ruinous state by any kind of violence, to overthrow, shatter, or destroy, to cause to crash or suffer ruin, synonymous with ruin, smash, and demolish. Its antonyms are save, salvage, and preserve. Isn't that amazing? So, if they're using the word save or salvage or preserve, you can almost presume something on the other side was a wreck. Can you see that? Yes. Oh, yeah. So if they're using save, salvage, or preserve, they're probably talking about something that is or was considered a wreck. Okay. Got it? Yes. 
it goes on to say destruction, disorganization. Was the conceptus organized? It was. Until it became cut apart, right? Then it was disorganized? Yes. It says destruction. Was it, I mean, when it was whole, it, it was before the cutting away, right? Yes. So it was destroyed by the cut, by the avulsion, by the separation, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I mean, the whole package is no longer a whole package, is it? No. goes on to say, or serious injury of anything, especially by violence. Do you think that circumcision is violent? Very. Do you think cutting a cord from the baby is violent? Extremely. It, in nature, Mike, long before hospitals did the cord fall off on its own? It most certainly did. That's correct, it did. After all the baby's property and blood flowed in the baby, I may add. Long before they realized the value of stem cells on the open market so they could take baby's property from baby and sell it. Next paragraph, it says, goods cast ashore by the sea and not claimed by the owner within a year. Do we ever claim our afterbirth, Mike? No. I'm not saying did our parents claim it. Do we ever claim it? No. The owner. The owner never claims his property, does he? Nope. No. It goes on to say within a year or other specified period, which in such case, be look, here it goes, which in such case become the property of the state. There it is. See it? I surely do. The term applies to property cast upon land by the sea calling uh, to jet sam, float sam, and ligand. By the way, ligand is also another word for denomination. A denomination is ligand. Common law. Goods cast ashore from a wrecked vessel where no person has escaped from the wreck alive. When they find that afterbirth, there's nobody alive there, is there? No. Nobody alive, right? Right. Okay. And, where, and which are forfeited to the crown or to persons having the franchise of wreck. Franchise. Sounds like uh, something that would probably be registered? Yes. Like an all-caps vessel? Ship of state? Let me ask you something. Have you ever seen the movie about uh, the McDonald's um, founder? I think the movie's called Founder. Have you ever seen that movie? I don't think so. You need to watch that because there's a segment in there that's about four minutes long where they actually tell you what's going on in the United States, and it's all Haslam versus Lockwood. He said the big money, and he was talking to Ray Kroc, one of the, one of the guys that was his advisor, says the big money is not selling hamburgers, Ray. It's owning the land under the burger franchise. Owning the land under the burger franchise. Haslam versus Lockwood. Remember in, this, in the beginning of this call, I said where our property falls to the ground? Yes. Isn't somebody underneath there making a claim upon our property? It sure is. If our property remains on that ground, could they not create a lease arrangement 
if we're going to leave our stuff there, they could write a lease, couldn't they? Yes. So we would have to, if we're leaving our property on their ground, they could put together a lease arrangement where we have to rent the land, Haslam versus Lockwood, where we have to rent the land upon which our property sits. If the baggage in effect equals Kallenbach, the house of Kallenbach? Yeah. My father's name, right? Yes. If that house sits on their land, can you imagine Kallenbach sitting on top of somebody else's ground? Yes. And I don't even know that it's sitting there, and they write, they put a deed together, a lease arrangement, where now I have to pay them where the house of Kallenbach sits forever. That's what they're doing. McDonald's. Now. Ray Kroc made all his money, realistically, by owning more land, with the exception of the Roman Catholic Church. He, Ray Kroc, the McDonald's Corporation, owns more land underneath the franchises than any other corporation on earth. All of the really? property that the franchise sits on is owned by the McDonald Corporation. And the McDonald Corporation then leases the land to all the franchisees. They own the land underneath the franchise. Oh. Wow. Haslam versus Lockwood, Mike. If our property oh. sits on top of somebody else's land and they're leasing that land back to us, so I, the House of Kallenbach is actually sitting on somebody else's land. Wow. Yep. I see it. If I pick up my bags and effects or reclaim them and it's not sitting on their land, do they have a right to lease that land to me? No, they do not. So I don't have to worry about leasing or being released, do I? No. I hate that word, release. In the, in the beginning of the movie, Ocean's Eleven, they talk about, well, if you're released, if you're released, when did I become subject to this? Well, I became subject as soon as I took on that modern man. Once I, once I separated myself from my true timeline, my... My line, my baseline, once I removed my, myself from my baseline, base, substance, foundation, when I left my foundation in their hands by abandoning it, baggage and effects, I lost the foundation upon which my house was sitting. Now we're at the Wizard of Oz. When she bumped her head, did the house fly to Oz, or, or was the house, did she just lose her mind? She just lost her mind. And once she woke up, the house was right where it was. It was on the foundation, wasn't it? Yes. But she lost her mind. The house never left the foundation, but it, when she lost her mind, she went to Oz, didn't she? Yes, she did. That's the birth certificated person. When we take on that modern man, we lose the foundation or the ground under. We lose our attachment to God. We're done. No more reality for us. I'm, gonna, I'm back to wreck again, Mike. Okay.
It says the term applies to property cast upon land by the sea. Is, is the birth process, could you consider that? I mean, even biblically they call it tempest. The tempest of birth. The tempest. That's a pretty violent process to come out of mother's womb, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Mother's waters. It says the common law, goods cast ashore from a wrecked vessel where no person has escaped from the wreck alive and which are forfeited to the crown or to persons having the franchise of wreck. But if claimed by the true owner, here we are again, but if claimed by the true owner within a year and a day, what day does that have to be? Today. Today. It has to be a combination of today, this moment, and a year. If I, if I am it, in this omega moment, it's today, isn't it? It is. If I claim my zygote all the way back, that's one singular timeline, isn't it? It is. Is there any discrepancy in whose property that is? None. This is beautiful. Look what it says here. But if, the, if claimed by the true owner within a year and a day, the goods or their proceeds. Can you imagine 58 years of proceeds upon all that franchise, all that stuff they've been doing, what that could be worth? All those McDonald brothers. Yeah, or their proceeds must be restored to him by virtue of stat. Maritime law, a ship becomes a wreck when, in consequence of injuries received, she is rendered absolutely unnavigable or unable to pursue her voyage without repairs exceeding half of her value. A wrecked vessel, however, in common phraseology, includes a sunken vessel. Eads versus Brazelton, right? Yes. Okay. Now, back to Brown v. Maryland. It says that he alleged that the power of, this, of a state to tax goods did not apply if they remained in their original package. That right there correlates directly with 22 U.S.C. 288B. When an owner arrives in connection with his bags in effect, there is no duty and there's no IRS, is there? No. That's the original package all intact isn't it it is if i tear that apart if i if i tear that package apart could you see that as a breach of the peace yes okay back out of this thing go to so in other words brown v maryland is about the original package isn't it yes is the conceptus the original package it is does the United States allow anything other than the original package in? Nothing. But in other words, so the placenta, explain to me why, why the placenta is so damaging to us. Because it's mixed material. The conceptus is the beginning. 
and it's just one thing. The very, it's the very beginning, the genesis of the entirety. Which is, which is an, which is evidence of God, isn't it? It is. <clears throat> when we allow the placenta or the original birthday cake and the date upon that birthday cake, what is the date of your birthday cake? It's unknown, but it's, it's roughly 200. No, the date of your birthday cake, Mike. Oh, the date of my birthday cake is 10-21-53. Is that, is that evidence of a mixture? It is. So the modern man is a mixture, isn't he? He is. Or an adulteration, or an abomination. A mixture. Let's, um, before we go any further, let's see what the word mix is again. Because the placenta is a mixture or mixtion, isn't it? Yes. Let me see where that is. Page uh, 904. This is amazing. So is the modern, is, is, is the certificated, the birth certificate, does it evidence realistically, realistically? It's a piece of paper, isn't it? Yes. I mean, that, the certificate itself is a piece of paper, isn't it? It's not biology at all, is it? No. It's, act, it's an actual piece of paper, isn't it? It is. Okay. Mix. Page 904, mixed. Formed by admixture or commingling. Partaking in the nature, character, or legal attributes of two or more distinct kinds or classes. Um, does that, does that, is that the placenta? It is. And it's co-mingled in, in more ways than one. It's co-mingled with mom's property and baby's property, isn't it? The placenta yes. itself. Yep. Or the event. You could be mixing a fictitious person or character with a biology, can't you? Yes. So now you're mixing something that's dead with something that's living, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Um, mixed laws, a name sometimes given to those which concern both persons and property. Wow. A mixed question of law and fact. Isn't it amazing? By the way, when I see the word law, I think of, I think of God. Now, God's law. At law, again, don't confuse, when you see something that says at law, don't confuse it with law. Okay? Okay. If I'm living under, in, in, under the laws of nature and nature's God, that's God's house, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right. I mean, I'm inside of God's house when I'm inside of that concept. If, I, if you came over to my house right now and, 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 and I'm living according to God's law, so this house that I live in and everything that's attributable to me is of God, right? Yes. Okay, so you come over to my house, you park in my, my, my 
parking lot, you get out and you come up to my front door. Right? And you knock. Yeah. Yep. And are you in my house or at my house? I'm at your house. So you're not even you're not yet in in God's house, are you? No. You're at God's house, which is out or, or which is external. It's not in in God's house, it's at God's house, but not yet party to God's law, is it? No. No, so I mean being at my house and being in my house are two different things. Being at law and in law or of law are two different things. Yeah. You can go right. all the way up to law and never ever be in law, right? Oh yeah, yes. If you were at, on my front porch at my house, you would be near my house or by my house, wouldn't you? Yes. So you would be near law or by law. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> yep. If you're by law, you're not in law, are you? No, you are not. If you're dealing with a by law, are you dealing with law? No. No. By the way, if the zygote is law, man is only a product of that, isn't he? Yes. Man is a byproduct of law, isn't he? He is. So unless man stays attached to the baggage and effects, the, 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 he can only be by law, can't he? Yes, he never really has access to law. No, he's not subject. He, he's no longer subjecting himself to God's law, is he? No, he's not. And and the only way he can ever get there is through a medium at that point, uh, right? Yes. Communion, so to speak, right? Yes. With, communion and communication are the same, aren't they? Yes, they are. Isn't the Eucharist communion? Yes. So if I if I want to to actually get in the good grace of God again, I have to commune or take communion, which is the body and blood of Christ, don't I? Yes. So I need to have I need to go through a medium or somebody that has access to that material, don't I? Yes. <laughs> do you see where this is going? I sure do. If I do not forget my bags and effects, do I need to go through a medium? No, you do not. In fact, if, I'm, if I do not forget my bags and effects and direct connection to God, I'm one with God, am I not? Yes, you are. And if I'm one with God, I am subjected only to God's laws, am I not? Yes. Do I have to worry about these arbitrary statutes and codes if I'm one with no. God? No, you're not. If I'm one with God, will the United States allow me in? Yes, they will. (laughs) You see how easy this is? Yeah, easy today. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's easy if you allow it to be single, Mike. There's only one idea. It goes from the circle on the left to the present moment. It goes from the alpha moment or genesis to the omega moment, which is your last exhale. That, there's only one timeline, isn't there? There is. It's, it's so simple if you can 
stay on that one timeline and navigate just that one. You don't even have to worry about it because once you claim the beginning or your origin, the other timeline becomes irrelevant. The oh, birth yeah. record is not relevant when you stay with tradition. That's true. Remember, the United States only allows the traditional. Yes. Modern man is a monster. It's a chimera. It's, it has lots of different parts. It's a chimera. Yeah. But traditional man that comes from the zygote or from, I mean, which is his genesis, from that point to this point in time, there's only one timeline, isn't there? There is. And who is the author or authority over that timeline? I am. As long as you stay connected to God. Wow, that's so beautiful and single and uncluttered. I, uncluttered. You don't need to know the details, even though we cover tons of details. All it is is so that we can shed, S-H-E-D, all the nonsense. We need to shed. We're going to get into that too, by the way. Okay, mixed, mixed questions. This phrase, I'm back at 904, mixed okay. questions. This phrase may mean either those which arise from the conflict of foreign and domestic laws or questions arising on a trial involving both law and fact. Okay, is the zygote law? It is. is the, and it's traditional, right? Yes. Is the modern man or the birth certificate a fact? It is. Is it law? No. Look, what, look at mixed questions. This phrase may mean either those which arise from the conflict of foreign and domestic laws or questions arising on a trial involving both law and fact. If you don't confuse the modern man with traditional godly man, there is no question. You stick with one timeline in its simplest form, and that landmark case, that landmark of modern man won't affect you. Modern man is a chimera. But don't they have everybody wishing or wanting to be modern yeah, they sure do. They sure do. Mixed subjects of property, right below that, such as fall. Look at that. They even have the word fall right there. You see that? Yes. It doesn't even make sense. That line doesn't make sense unless you understand what the meaning behind it is. Such as fall within the definition of things real, but which are attended, nevertheless, with some of the legal qualities of things personable, personal as emblems, fixtures, and shares, look what it says here, in public undertakings connected with land. Are your bags in effect or private or public? Private. Unless what? Unless I abandon them. Then maybe to the public, public, right? Yes. 
And then it becomes a public charge, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It becomes a foundling child that, and ward of the courts or ward of the state, doesn't it? Yes. Okay. Connected with land. Is that Haslam versus Lockwood? When you leave your baggage in effect on public land, can they lease you a space or a berth to hold that property for you? See how it says connected with land? Yes. Didn't I just explain in the movie The Founder that, that the big money that Ray Kroc and the, and, the, and the McDonald's Corporation made was actually not on the selling of burgers but on leasing the land underneath the franchise? Yes. If I leave my private property on public land, can the public charge me rental space? Yes, they can. They are, Mike. <laughs> they are. It says, besides these, there are others which, though things personal in point of definition, are, in respect, some of their legal qualities of the nature of things real. Such are animals, fairy, nature. Wild animals. Wild animals. Your baggage and effects. If they're not in hand, is like a wild animal. Yes. If you don't have your stuff on a leash, if your dog is not on a leash, if your baggage and effects, you've got to think of this in lots of different ways. Your baggage and effects evidences God or the mind, the father mind, consciousness, if the animal, the baby itself, is off a leash, if he's out running around without God, God needs to keep his man on a leash, doesn't he? Yes. Animals ferret, wild animals. If I am not attached to God, I am the animal, Mike. I'm the that. dog. Yeah. Off of a leash. The leash is man tied to consciousness or God. Do I do stupid things when I'm fully conscious of what I'm doing? No. No. So if I'm conscious, if I am with God... By the way, right now I know I'm confusing people because they're going, well, Kurt, I thought you said God was the zygote of the creation. God is all of that. It's the trinity, mind, body, and spirit all at once. Baby is separate from that, isn't he? Yes. And, and the leash, you've got to look at your source, your origin, your extraembryonic. Is, there's an umbilical cord there, isn't there? Yes. That's the leash. And baby is the wild animal, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yep. If you cut that cord between baby and God, if you, if you separate that leash or the line of communication between baby and source, that's, that's a wild animal off its leash, isn't it? It is. That's, I'm trying to get people to think way beyond my words.
Going on to say, it says, such are animals fare natural, charters and deeds, court rolls, and other evidences of the land together with the chests in which they are contained. Chests. Bags and effects, Mike. Ancient family, pictures, ornaments, tombstones, coats of armor with pennons and other ensigns, and especially heirlooms. What's an heirloom? An inheritable uh, heirloom is something Typically, they would take the call or the membrane of baby and wipe a piece of paper across that membrane, putting some of that DNA on that paper. And then they would hand that paper to mom as a, as a remembrance or keepsake of that event. Heirloom. Okay. Is the birth certificate a type of heirloom? Yes, it is. It references the point of arrival of that child, doesn't it? Yes. Okay. A mixtion, M-I-X-T-I-O-N. The mixture or confusion of goods or chattels belonging severally to different owners. Is the placenta a mixtion? It is. If they put the placenta into a public pool as abandoned material, so all abandoned placentas go into a public pool, that's the ultimate mixtion, isn't it? It is. That's pure communism as far as I'm concerned. It says the mixture or confusion. To be confused. Are you, what is your beginning, Mike? Is it the zygote or is it the birth record? It's the zygote. If you claim the birth date on the record, are you confused? Very. <laughs> you are. <laughs> A mixture or confusion of goods or chattels belonging severally to different owners in such a way that they can no longer be separated or distinguished. If I pee into the, the Pacific Ocean, can I ever go back 58 years later and say, I'd like to get all my urine back out of that water? No, you can't. Probably not. If they mix all of my stuff, or worse, if they incinerate it down to pure carbon, and then mix all that carbon with all the other incinerated bio, biological material from the afterbirth, is there any chance I'm going to get my carbon um, separated from the rest of the world's carbon? No chance. What is, by the way, what is the, new, the number value of, of uh, or the chemical number to carbon? 666. So actually the mixture or mixture of all man is the beast, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. You put man collectively, uh, the mind of man collectively to anything, and it will destroy it. Man collectively is a moron. He's a beast. Which is why we need to be individually responsible for our stuff, for ourselves, for our life. I would never, no offense, I don't want anybody to be responsible for my stuff because I don't really trust. No offense, Mike. I don't really trust you with my stuff, and, and, and nor should I. 
My stuff is my responsibility. Agreed. All right, let's have some fun here before we go. And I mean it. This is heavy stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Let's have some fun, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm ready for fun. Yeah, don't sit, Kurt. I want to notice if I can see if I can feel a change. <laughs> <laughs> Go click on the next link, Ballad of America. Okay. See that? Does it did it bring you to that colorful um, page there? I'm there now. Yes. Go down where it says about America the Beautiful. Okay. Um, before we get to that, open it. Can you open another window or no? Uh, no. Okay, uh, don't worry about it. Don't, don't, do not worry about it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to open up a window to the definition of beauty, okay? Okay. And I'm going to go to Webster's. Don't you do it. Don't worry about it. America the Beautiful, correct? Yes. I'm going to go to beauty real quick. Um, and it says, beauty, Webster's, the quality or aggregate of qualities in a person. Aggregate of qualities in a person or thing that gives pleasure to the senses or pleasurably exalts the mind or spirit. The mind or spirit. Loveliness. Beauty. Hang on, let me let the cat out. Isn't it funny how they say let the cat out of the bag? Yeah. And, and, and a cat typically is known as a spirit. So letting the spirit out of the body bag or out of the, uh, the placenta. Anyway, beauty, a beautiful person or thing. Number two, three, a particularly graceful, ornamental, or excellent quality. That's beauty. Four, a brilliant, extreme, or egregious example or in- instance. And five, the word B-O-T-T-O-M. What is that word, B-O-T-T-O-M, Mike? Bottom. Bottom, I'm going to click on that link. The underside, what, what, you're going to say something? Beautiful, led you to bottom? Beauty. Oh, beauty, okay. Well, well, so beauty, I took beauty because of the word beautiful, right? Yes. Bottom is the fifth, the fifth, I plead the fifth, it's the fifth definition of Beauty, the underside of something. So if I have a surface, it's under that, isn't it? Yes. If I have an extra embryonic, I would have the the underside of that would be the intraembryonic, wouldn't it? Yes. If I have the title to a piece of land, the underside of that would be the elodium, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. Okay. B, a surface designed to support something resting on it. C, buttocks or rump. That's the bottom. Two, the surface on which a body of water lies. What? Okay. 
the surface on which a body of water lies. So if I have a body of water, underneath that water is land, isn't it? Yes. That's the surface. It says the surface, the surface on which a body of water lies. Do you see that? Or I mean, do you, do you, can you, does that make sense? Uh, it makes sense, yes. So the water on top of land, correct? Correct. All right. I'm going to do one more thing. I'm going to go to the word transgression again, T-R-A-N-S-G-R-E-S-S-I-O-N, and I'm going to go to definition of transgression at Webster's. And number, or B for transgression, first of all, it says an act, process, or instance of transgressing, such as an infringement or violation of a law, command, or duty. And B, the spread of the sea over land areas. Does that sound like a bottom? It does. Or beauty? Beauty, right? The spread of the sea over land areas. Wow. So that's a transgression. The spread of the sea over land. That the word bottom says the surface on which a body of water lies. So the land underneath the, the, the water, which is, the, which is called bottom, is also called beauty. But it's also a transgression, isn't it? Yes. Bottom also says a boat or a ship, the lowest part or place. The lowest part or place. B, the remotest or inmost point. The remotest or inmost point, the lowest or last rank in position, in rank or position. All right. Geography, bottom land. Okay. I'm going to get out of this. I'm getting out of transgression. I'm getting out of bottom, which means I'm getting out of beauty, and I'm going back to America, the beautiful. America. The beautiful. So when you look at this title, America the Beautiful, America the Beauty, America the Bottom, right? Yes. Is America underwater based upon this title? It is. It's a transgression, isn't it? It is. Didn't Eads versus Brazelton evidence the, the sinking of the America? I mean, in that court case, they're talking about America being underwater, didn't it? Yes. The ship. The ship. That could be the ship of state called the America. Look at this. This is fun. I want to I have some fun with this before we, we, we cut out here today. America the Beautiful was inspired by the view from the top of Pikes Peak in Colorado. By the way, remember all history. History is, is, is made by the victors, right? Yes. So history. Is, is the birth certificate a historical record? Yes, it is. Is it possible that that particular history or that record was created by, by the victors? Most certainly. Okay, because your, your source, your origin, your genesis is not part of history, is it? No, it's not. It's outside of history. It's under God's law. God is timeless, correct? Yes. Okay, I'm just trying to be clear here. It says, this version 
features all four verses and choruses, which are not frequently heard or sung, uh, but they are pretty magnificent. In the summer of 1893, poet Catherine Lee Bates was teaching English at Colorado College in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Later, she remembered. Look at this. One day, uh, some of the other teachers and I decided to go on a trip up trip to 14,000-foot Pikes Peak. We hired a prairie wagon. Near the top, we had to leave the wagon and go to the rest of the way on mules. Um, I was very tired. But when I saw the view, I felt great joy. All the wonder of America seemed displayed there with the sea-like expanse. We do know, after another caller uh, from a, a previous call, that everything not land all the physical water and space is considered the commercial sea. Everything in space is commerce is, is the sea as well, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Anything not land is sea. It says, on the pinnacle of the mountain, a poem started to come to her, and she wrote the words down upon returning to her hotel room. The poem was first published with the name Pike's Peak, in the Independence Day edition of the church periodical, the Congregationalist in 1895. So in other words, her poem was called Pike's Peak. Got it? Yes. Over the years, several existing pieces of music were adapted to the poem. A hymn tune composed by the church organist and choir master, what's his name there? Samuel A. Ward. What's funny about Samuel Award or A. Ward, Samuel A. Ward in 1882 was first published with Bates' poem in 1910 as America the Beautiful. Isn't it funny how they, I mean, I believe that most of the, the history that we read nowadays is just garbage. I have to agree with you. A. Ward. Award. If we look up Award, A-W-A-R-D, in blacks, it's pretty funny to see, but Samuel A. Ward is even funnier because that's like calling Samuel a ward. Yeah, that's America pretty... the Beautiful. This is so awesome. America the Beautiful. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. Okay, spacious skies. Is that the heavens? Yes. Yes. For amber waves of grain, for purple mountain majesties. Mountain, right? Peaks up there above? Yep. The fruited plain. So above, consciousness God, and down below, the usufruct. Fruit, right? Yes. If I look up usufruct, it's going to say fruit, isn't it? Yes, it is. The seeds, the fruit, the offspring. For purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain, above the the usufruct, above those producers. Okay, let's go back to my email. Purple Mountain's Majesty, right? Yes. Click on the link for purple. Got it. 
Read that for me. It comes up as mountain. Is that what you want? Oh, purple. Oh, yeah. There's a link to the, there's a yeah. link right underneath this that says purple. I have it. Having a color between red and blue of the color purple. Ornately and showing surely phrased or expressed, marked by profanity. US politics having roughly equal levels of support for Democratic and Republican candidates or policies. Dated, regal, imperial. Wow. Noun. Noun. Cloth dyed purple to a garment of such color, especially a purple robe worn as an emblem of or, or of rank or authority. Tyrian purple. Any of various colors that fall about midway between red and blue in hue. One, a mollusk yielding a purple dye, and especially the Tyrian purple of ancient times. A mollusk. Don't go any further yet. Let me do something real quick. Okay. Because I, I'm not going to go here today, but I just want to see what mollusk um, is in Webster's. Because I know years ago, I, my buddy found something. Mollusk. A large phylum of invertebrate animals. Does the uh, extra embryonic material have a backbone? No, it doesn't. Oh, my God. Uh, such snails, clams, or squids with a soft, unsegmented body, usually enclosed in a, in a cal calcareous shell. Broadly, a shellfish. Wow. If... if an empty extra embryonic piece of biology floated ashore. Do you see where that could go? Yes, I certainly do. If you look up monster in some of the dictionaries, it will talk about an undifferentiated or, or an unshapen or a misshapen biology. We're talking about a shell, the shell of a man. Isn't that the extra embryonic material? It is. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go to get out a mollusk real quick, go back to purple. A mollusk yielding a purple dye. Yielding. A mollusk yielding a purple dye. So the extra embryonic, or isn't that, isn't the extra embryonic the evidence of God, the creation? Yes. It is the baggage in facts, isn't it? Yes. Baby comes from that. Baby is the, that which is created. It says, and uh, a pigment or dye that colors purple, imperial or uh, regal rank or power, high rank or station. So the color purple is, is evidence, realistically, if, if you tie it to the extra embryonic, it is regal tied to God, isn't it? Rank and power yes. of God. Yes. Okay. Um, go back to the link there. Remember that it says... For purple mountain majesties. Purple, we just covered that, didn't we? Yes. Go to mountain. I'm there. 
a landmass that projects conspicuously above its surroundings and is higher than a hill. Would a, would, would a mountain be under the surface of the water? No. No. It's not called a mountain if it is. An elongated ridge to a great mass, a vast number or quantity. But it says a great mass, doesn't it? Yes. If you go to synonyms, it says Alp, Hump, Mount, Peak. I'm just going to take a quick look real at Peak here. Peak says the highest level or greatest degree, uh, a high point in a course of development, especially as represented on a graph, um, to reach a maximum, maximum uh, of or relating to or being a period of maximum intensity or activity. All right, I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to go back to purple mountain, purple masses. Uh, and then majesty. Go to click on majesty real quick. This will be fun, but you'll see where it takes you. <clears throat> Sovereign power, authority, or dignity. If you go back to America the Beautiful, it says, for purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain. You see that? Yes. Above. Majesty is sovereign power, authority, or dignity. That's over the offspring, right? Over the fruit usufruct, over that, down there on yes. the plain? Yep. Used in addressing or referring to reigning sovereigns and their consorts. Royal bearing or aspect, grandeur, greatness or splendor of quality or character. Synonyms, augustness, kingliness, royalty, stateliness. <clears throat> and then click on the red or blue pill. You see that link right below the bottom there? Yes. Now remember, it says... For purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain, America, America, God shed his grace on thee. Go to red pill, blue pill link there. I got it. All right. It says the red pill and its opposite, the blue pill, are a popular culture meme, a metaphor representing the choice between. Red pill, a life of harsh knowledge, desperate freedom, and the brutal truths of reality. Blue pill, a life of luxurious security, tranquil happiness, and the blissful ignorance of illusion. You see that? Yeah. That's, people know of the red pill, blue pill in the Matrix, don't they? Yes. And that... They're talking about two different mindsets, aren't they? They most certainly are. Red pill one way, blue pill the other, right? Yes. I'm going to go back to something here. I'm going back to purple. 
Purple says, having a color between red and blue. Between. You mix red and blue, and what color do you get? Purple. Purple. So does it make sense that the Purple Mountain's majesty are a combination of red and blue? Yes. So you're not making a choice, are you? No. The regal, the sovereign, has the combination of all of that, doesn't he? Yes. He is not choosing one path or the other. He's, he, he is the path. There's only one path, isn't there? Purple. Yes, yes there is. You don't choose red or blue. You are, not if you are a sovereign or regal. You start, and by the way, life is difficult, but it's also magnificent. It says, for purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain. That sounds like consciousness, doesn't it? Yes, above. America, America, what does it say here, Mike? I'm uh, not there. You got to go back to the the uh, America the Beautiful song. Link. We're ending with this anyway. Okay. Uh, Just go back to the email and get back to the America the Beautiful link. Okay. Close out everything. I'm at that song, but what part should I look at? It says America, America, God, what? Shed. Shed his grace on thee. God, God shed. Is the extra embryonic baggage and effects, is that evidence of God? Oh, it is. Is it, has it been shed? Does it drop onto America? My God, yes. God shed his grace. Look at, let's, I, don't go there if it's going to screw up you. I'm going to the word shed. S-H-E-D-D-E-F. Shed definition. Okay. Shed. Chiefly. To set apart. To segregate. To cause to be dispersed without penetrating. To cause blood to flow by cutting or wounding. To pour forth in drops to give off or out, to give off, discharge, or expel from the body of a plant, such as to eject, slough off, or here it is, or lose as part of the normal processes of life. Do we lose that extra embryonic material? Yes, we do. But that's part of nature, isn't it? Yes, it's a natural process. Don't we shed that outer coat? Yes. But where does that go? It goes as bags and effects to the federal government, doesn't it? Yes, it does. The federal government has evidence of God, our, our existence, our creator, in their possession, don't they? Yes, they do. It says, God shed his grace on thee. Haslam versus Lockwood, our origin, our godly material, 
falls onto the soil of America, doesn't it, through Haslam versus Lockwood? Yes. It says, and crown thy good with brotherhood. Is your extra embryonic material a cowl, C-O-W-L, also known as a C-A-U-L, a call? Yes. Is that membrane a hood, a yes, biological it, hood? Uh, yes. Is it considered your sibling, your better half, your other half in the womb? Yes, yes it is. It's your brotherhood. And crown thy good. When you do good, they're giving you your call back, aren't they? Yes. You're back to, you're connected to God again, aren't you? Yes. In this brotherhood, do you realize the brotherhood is probably Freemasonry, just so you know? Those guys that wrote the Declaration of Independence said God's laws or, or nature's uh, laws of nature and nature's God, didn't they? Yes. They were deists. They were not messing with any, any individual religion. They were speaking strictly as deists believing in God. And crown thy good, Mike, with brotherhood. From sea to shining sea. But this is from the Purple Mountain's Majesties, isn't it? Yeah. Above the fruited plane, correct? Yes. Does that imply consciousness? It surely does. And only the royal, only those that are tied still to God understand this stuff. By the way, what was the original name of, of this song? Pike, it was called Pike's Peak, wasn't it? It was actually yeah. a, 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 not a song yet, not before Samuel A. Ward put his music to it. But... <laughs> uh, Again, it was called Pike's Peak. Um, Pike's Peak. Pike. The peak is the, is the mountain, the Purple Mountain Majesty, isn't it? Yes. And, they, and, she gave, and the, the name of this was Pike. Pike's Peak. I'll finish with this, but look at the rest of these lyrics real quick. Oh, beautiful for pilgrim feet, whose stern impassioned stress, a thoroughfare for freedom beat, across the wilderness. Doesn't that sound like the frontier? Yep. We already talked about frontier, didn't we? Yes, we did. America, America, God, mend thine every flaw. God, mend thine every flaw, right? Yes. Confirm thy soul in self-control. Is that you on your own leash? It is. Thy liberty in law. Is that, does it say at law there? No. Oh, beautiful, for heroes proved in liberating strife, who more than self their country loved, and mercy more than life. America, America, may God they gold refine, till all success be nobleness, and every gain divine. They're, they're talking pure God, aren't they? Yes, they are. Can you have any of this if you forget your own origin? 
No, you can't have any of it. And the Purple Mountain Majesty implies not making a choice between the red pill and the blue pill at all. It's knowing you don't have to make a choice. And the combination of, of all of reality and all this other stuff is purple, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, beautiful for patriot dream that sees beyond the years. By the way, history sees beyond the years, beyond that birth date. You have to see beyond that piece of paper, don't you? Yes. To reconnect with God. You have to see beyond the years that they put on paper, didn't you? Don't you? Yes. In other words, beyond time, beyond their, their history, their history. It says, O beautiful for patriot dream that sees beyond the years, thine alabaster cities gleam undimmed by human tears. America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. Um, shedding by us dropping or allowing our uh, God. We're anointed by God. We live through that and we're dropping that onto the ground as our deposit. That's the afterbirth, not, not the maternal. It's our deposit into this world, and I'm going to finish with this because it's right here, that shed, shedding, God shed his grace on thee and crowned thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. I would look up Albert Pike, by the way, if you want to know where, what Pike means. But okay. I'm going to go to the Declaration of Independence. By the way, in Declaration of Independence, right? Yes. So people that want to be independent are dealing with the laws of nature and nature's God, right? Yes. And here's the last line of that. And people should read this a lot, but here's the last line. And for the support of this declaration, the Declaration of Independence, right? Yes. With a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge, here it is, to each other, our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Is that not shedding that material onto the ground that we live in brotherhood? I'd have to say it is. Absolutely it is, but you better, you better know what your, your deposit is. And, and you better hold your equity. If you don't know what you're depositing, you're depositing that grace of God on this land. And that's your equity. That's your claim to be here. And the United States only allows those that can make that claim, Mike, into the country. Is that amazing? Totally amazing. Very beautiful. It says it. And that's the, only, that's, that, that's the healthy man. And the, and the Declaration of Independence is clear. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That to me sounds exactly like America the Beautiful, 
talking about that baggage and effect sitting there as our deposit, our equity in this country. And if we can't prove that equity by going back to the zygote and claiming that instead of that modern man, we don't have any place here, do we? No. Nope. Did I lose you? No. This is good. It's your equity, man. It's I'm your equity. I'm from my goosebumps. <laughs> I think this crap is amazing. Anyway, I, I've gone a little long today, but uh, it's all the, it, remember the evulsion, the separation from your equity is why, why we don't have anything. The avulsion itself does leaving. We can mentally be evulsed from our property, can't we? Most certainly. And we definitely are physically evulsed, aren't we? Yes, yeah, so we're both now. Yeah, and so, and so the only way we can prove our deposit, the only way we can prove our equity is by knowing our source or our beginning scientifically. Our beginning is, or our genesis, our true, our true birth is the, is the zygote. It is not that modern man. It's not the modern man. It's the traditional. Definitely not the modern man, that's for sure. No, no. Anyway, any questions before I get out of here? Well, I don't think so. This was excellent again. I want to thank you very much. It was a... Very learning experience. I'm filling in all kinds of small holes. I didn't think I could learn any more. Well, I didn't really think that, but this is very pleasant. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it is. It, what's nice is it, it shows that it's not hopeless. Oh, most definitely not hopeless. I it's have, not hopeless. It's not hopeless when you know your. So that that little drawing, that simple drawing, zygote to this present moment is alpha to omega, isn't it? It is. Why don't you do this for your homework? Look up alpha omega and see what it says there because I have a funny feeling if people understand that zygote to this moment is the alpha omega and find out what that means. Okay. We'll I believe that that's, uh, that's the source of your sovereignty, just so you know, or your okay. purple mountain majesty. All righty? Thank you very much, Kurt. Have a great day, man. You too. Bye.